Hey there, welcome to The Career Prescription. I'm your host, Marjorie Stiegler. This podcast is all about the important stuff they don't teach you in medical school, about how to treat your career like the business it really is, and how to be strategic about your success. I'll show you how to use modern strategies to get ahead, create your own path, and do more of what you love. Every episode is inspired by questions from listeners just like you, so be sure to subscribe and of course send me those questions so I can use them on a future episode. So you don't miss anything, be sure to always check the show notes on my website. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Okay, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about this social media policy, your own personal and professional social media policy in the era of COVID-19. So for many physicians, many of my colleagues are being um, increasingly active online, either through their own blogs or through social media platforms, whatever digital uh, platform you're using. And many are also being approached by others to come on and do a guest blog or to give an interview. And as physicians, many people are being asked to provide interviews and bits of information to major media And many of us don't have formal media training. So today we're going to be talking about understanding how to represent yourself in a way that is both effective, professional, and safe. I'll also say that increasingly, even just over the past few days and weeks, more and more doctors and nurses are um, getting into trouble with their employers because of COVID-19 related posts and interviews. I'm seeing in the news, some doctors and nurses are getting fired, they're getting threatened, they're getting otherwise reprimanded. I'm also seeing in some of my personal physician and and healthcare professional communities, uh, people sharing uh, various letters that they've gotten, letters of reprimand, letters of guidance, letters of sort of censure. And I think it's really important. um, I cannot comment on the legality or the ethics of any of those specific cases and certainly some of the things I've seen in the news, you know, we don't always know the details. So on the surface, I find it outrageous that somebody would get into trouble for wanting just to, you know, advocate and, and raise awareness around the dire conditions that so many of us are facing. I also understand that the healthcare organizations have uh, a desire to uh, maintain the public's trust. And sometimes those things don't go hand in hand. But in any case, since I'm not on the inside of any of those conversations, um, I do object in principle to the idea that people would be getting into trouble for trying to advocate. However, since I don't know the details of how folks went about uh, speaking out or characterizing what was going on in their hospitals, I'm going to stay away from that for this podcast. But because I know that it's happening to so many of you, um, and, and of course, I am not an attorney, so none of this is specific advice for you. I haven't seen your contract and I haven't seen social media policies that might pertain to you. But I do hope that this podcast will help you to do your own homework and make smart decisions about how you represent yourself online. A large part of that is related to any contracts and policies around your institutions, but uh, a lot of it is also related to you, you and how you present yourself as a professional and how you understand your obligations online. So I'm going to give you four major tips for engaging online, digitally, and uh, on social media while you are still speaking out with your expertise, representing yourself as a thought leader, helping the public to understand what's going on, helping to shape healthcare policy and response 
uh, to this very important healthcare crisis. So let's get into these four tips. The first is it's important for you to know the social media policy of your employer, your partners, or any other organization with which you are affiliated. These policies will change uh, or they'll vary, but they, they have a lot of commonalities. So almost all of them will ask that you behave as a professional and not do anything that would sort of embarrass or otherwise reflect poorly on that institution. Many of them will ask that you have a disclaimer that your views are your own. Now, this is super, but if you do behave in a way that is embarrassing or otherwise undermines the credibility of your employer or partners, then that disclaimer doesn't entirely protect you. But it's often something that is part of the policy. Conversely, there are places that will ask you to just simply not uh, affiliate at all. So they don't want your bio or any of your conversations to indicate that you are employed by or work at any given place. They would rather that you just not include that at all. Other places would rather that you do include it. And then you specifically disclaim that you're not, you know, you are speaking only for yourself. You are not speaking on behalf of the organization or the group. So this is why it's important to know the policy so you can know which of those two things you ought to do. Other uh, tenants in the policy will usually just, again, reflect that professionalism and they will uh, ask that you not speak ill of them and not speak ill of your colleagues or coworkers. Certainly that you respect HIPAA and not uh, disclose any patient information. Uh, and then finally, that you not misrepresent yourself as a spokesperson unless indeed you are. So you want to be clear uh, that you you know the policy and you know your, your contract. Just have uh, eyes open about the organization's expectation of how you will conduct yourself online. For almost everybody, it's uh, quite possible to have a job and then a highly visible social media presence uh, as a private citizen. But it's important to understand how that might be affected by policies or by contracts. And then there's also uh, an important application of the sort of common sense test, which is tip number two, consider your professionalism and your professional brand. Even if there's nothing against a policy that that prevents you uh, from speaking up or speaking out in a certain way, you are still going to want to be mindful of how you're representing yourself because that trail of you as a professional is going to become established and then persist and be available really forever in a somewhat indelible way. So if you're going to take it upon yourself to uh, speak out either in education, advocacy, or or whatever it is that that you feel compelled to do that you want to uh, do online, be sure that it's consistent with how you would represent yourself as a professional, even if this pandemic were not going on. Um, in the case, for example, say you were looking for a new job, you wanted to be sure that if someone Googles your name, that what they find looks like a you know rational, evidence-based thought leader who is also highly refer- uh, that is also highly respected and in good standing at their institution, and that isn't speaking ill of the institution, because of course, no subsequent institution is going to want much to do with you if they feel like your professionalism is lacking in tone. Um, You also want to give careful consideration to your professional brand, meaning, you know, some people, um, their, their career is built around education and others, their careers are built around advocacy. If your career is generally not aligned there, then it may not be the right place for you uh, to be 
sharing your, your thoughts on social media or on your digital platform because you'll be kind of deviating from brand. And actually, for those who follow this podcast, you'll understand that for me, this is a little bit tricky. I know that right now, everybody is immersed completely in, in COVID. I also have some strong opinions about it. And I see some things that I want to advocate about. But in general, my podcasts and my blog are about career development uh, and about digital strategy. So I am trying to make sure that I provide information to you, my audience, that will feel relevant to you, uh, but that is also timely, right? And, and keeping up with the news. But you'll likely not hear me on here really devi deviating into uh, into something that's deeply clinical around COVID because that's not really consistent with what I do professionally and my professional brand, so to speak. Now, if you haven't given much thought to your professional brand, now is a really good time to do that. And I will leave you with some information in the show notes for some blog posts and other episodes of this podcast to help you start to think about your own career and your professional branding, because that needs to be carried through really all the time, uh, including on social media, on digital platforms, and during times of um, of news and noteworthy events like this that are temporary. There still needs to be a consistency about you in terms of who you are, uh, where your area of expertise is, who you intend to help, uh, what you intend to do. And so that's a, a really important thing, professional branding. And again, check the show notes on my website. I'll give you some links there. That segues us into number three. Important uh, tip is to think about your messaging in advance. So in general, if there's something that you feel strongly about educating around or advocating for or against, you want to really think about your messaging there in terms of the audience, the, the person you're, you're hoping will listen, and your purpose, what you are hoping the audience will do with what they hear. If you think about those two things in advance, then you can create some language. And perhaps you can think of this as sort of a, a, a soundbite, but you can create some language that you can uh, repeat on a regular basis across a variety of platforms or whomever is interviewing you or asking you, you won't be coming up with this language on the fly to try to describe what it is that you're hoping to do. This is especially important in media training because you are likely to be edited and you're likely to have only a very short amount of time without a lot of context to get out some key ideas. So it is very important to think in advance about your messaging, who you hope to reach, so that you use the right words that would be consistent for them and also that you're on the right platforms that they would be listening to uh, or watching and that your your purpose is clear because describing a problem in and of itself is not really helpful. It's important to include a call to action or a solution there uh, and to have that consistency of language. So if you're not making it up on the fly, you're much more likely to be able to uh, not only to be consistent, but to avoid misspeaking or some kind of gaffe that you wish you could take back. And of course, because everything that goes online should be considered to be permanent uh, and totally public, you should be prepared that anything you do or say, even in private groups, uh, could get out, could be seen by everybody. And so you'll want to be sure to rep represent yourself as a professional all the time, consistent with your professional brand and consistent with any applicable contracts or policies from your partners or organizations that you are affiliated with. Okay, tip number four that's really important is to include any applicable disclaimers or disclosures that are appropriate. So in uh, tip number one, we talked about the policy. Part of that is knowing whether or not 
you're supposed to uh, make an overt disclosure that you have an affiliation with that group. Sometimes, again, they'll want you to do that. Sometimes they'll want you to not do that. Either way, they will likely want you to say that you speak only for yourself. So you do want to be sure that you have your disclaimers uh, correct. And then you want also to be sure that anything that you're saying that has any type of real or perceived conflict of interest for you financially needs to be uh, disclaimed and or disclosed uh, in the same way that you would if you were giving a grand rounds or some other sort of traditional talk. How would that come into play in COVID? It's a little bit um, perhaps not applicable for most people's sets of circumstances. But if, for example, you happen to uh, receive consulting money or, or research grant funding from pharmaceutical companies that are also now looking into vaccines or treatments, and you are talking about those treatments, it would be really important, even if that current piece had nothing at all to do with your relationship with that pharmaceutical company, that you disclose that prior relationship. That's just good ethics, um, and that applies on social media as well. It's also important to just keep an eye out for what's called catch and correct. This is because social media is often uh, moving quickly in fast conversations on, on brief platforms where either you're going live on video or audio or you're kind of chatting quickly back and forth, say, for example, on Twitter, and you might say something that in taken out of context doesn't exactly represent what you think or feel or what you meant. Uh, and certainly if that happens and if conversation begins to build around it, you'll want to be aware of that and go back in right away um, to uh, delete possibly if you can, though you may not be able to. And in that case, you'll want to just um, make a make a statement that says this isn't what I meant. Instead, what I meant is this uh, with with the correction. Um, or if you have failed somehow to disclose or disclaim properly, you'll want to go back and be able to do that. It's always better to have done it up front. But remember that uh, just because something has occurred doesn't mean you shouldn't be vigilant for those opportunities to catch and correct anything that people may uh, not understand or that you didn't communicate in a way that was consistent with what you intended. And again, if you know your organization's policies well, and you know your own professional brand very well, and you've given some thought in advance to your messaging, the audience, the purpose, and you've and you have specific language that's helping you to get your message across precisely with those things in mind, then you'll have much fewer opportunities to need to do any catch or correction. And again, be sure always to have appropriate uh, disclaimers, disclosures, or other uh, conflicts of interest made explicit in any of your materials. I do have a future episode dedicated entirely to disclaimers, disclosures, and conflicts of interest. Uh, that I had intended to publish earlier, but given the timely nature of the COVID situation, that one's going to be coming up. So please stay tuned for it. It is one that I get a lot of questions about. Um, and it is one I think that's really important in the growing uh, era of the online thought leader or even the online influencer. Really, really important to have a very clear understanding of not only your sort of moral and ethical obligations, your professionalism obligations, but also uh, what the FDA, Federal Trade Commission, and other regulatory bodies think about your disclaimers and your disclosures online. So again, stay tuned for that. Be sure that you have subscribed. Always drop me those questions, especially in a time like, like this with the COVID pandemic on everyone's mind. I would love to hear from you specifically what kinds of questions and what kinds of content that's related to your professional development, your career, 
your well-being and success as a physician that I can answer for you on this podcast uh, in order to continue delivering content that helps you and that is also really relevant for the times that we're in. So that's a wrap for this podcast. Thanks for joining me and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Career Prescription. Be sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you're using to listen today, and definitely send me those questions so I can answer them and give you a shout out on a future episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 